and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am joined by Tammy Rosario. Tammy is a repeat guest to the podcast, I believe. Right, Tammy? Yes. <laughs> Very good. Tammy is the Assistant Director for Community Development in James City County. And Tammy and I are joined by Karen Firehawk. Karen is an Executive Director and is a consultant for this project. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Good morning. Well, and I have to say this right away. You are also a published author. I don't think we've ever had a published author that I've been aware of on the podcast. So thank you for elevating us even higher. (laughs) My pleasure. All right. Well, there is a great project that you all are both working on right now, dealing with natural and cultural assets in James City County. What does that mean? What is that all about? Well, natural assets, uh, it's kind of a a term that we invented, but what it means is these are all of the natural resources that help support the county's way of life, as well as the many critters that depend on James City County to keep the landscape healthy. So it's things such as your forests, your wetlands, your high quality agricultural soils so you can produce food and crops, your lakes, any, any bays, rivers, So it's all of those natural resources on the landscape, and we call them assets because they are also important to our our health and our well-being and to our economic success. So just as you take stock of the condition of your schools and your um, buildings and your wastewater treatment plant or any other uh, structures you have in the county, you also need to take care of your natural assets. And the best way to take care of them is to map them understand their extent and understand their condition, and then you can make better decisions about how you manage them, um, just like you would say with your bank portfolio. Uh, the cultural assets, of course, uh, in James City County are also dependent on a beautiful and healthy landscape. So if you think about a plantation house or a battlefield or a Native American archeological site, those features are also supported by the landscape in which they sit. And when we go to enjoy a a park or an open space or say we go to Freedom Park, so much of that experience is about the landscape. So we want to make sure that we include both those cultural assets and those natural assets because they go hand in hand together in making James City County what it is and also taking care of it for the future. A lot of what we do involves planning, and I know that this is a big part of that. So, Tammy, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure, happy to. Um, What's exciting about this project is that it's the fulfillment of what we've heard from the citizens as a priority through our different planning processes and what the board has asked us to work on uh, from the perspective of the strategic plan. So uh, we know that both natural and cultural assets really um, contribute to what we value as our community character. And prioritizing the protection of natural lands and open spaces was the most highly ranked and supported objective across all the different rounds of community engagement we did during our recent comprehensive plan update. So uh, this is wonderful to be able to close uh, that comprehensive plan with the adoption and move directly into this project to accomplish something from it. So Karen, what is the value of doing this kind of work? Well, as you decide, how and where the county will grow into the future. Uh, You may want to use this information to make decisions about, uh, you know, where you want to develop and also areas that you want to conserve 
if you are involved in deciding about future park locations, or if you're trying to protect the health of an existing park. Uh, sometimes people also work to uh, conserve or better manage the land around those parks. Uh, you might use it in future updates of your uh, comprehensive plan for the county, your future vision. Uh, and then uh, in just day-to-day decision-making. So let's say that I'm a landowner and I'm gonna build my dream house on this property I bought in James City County 20 years ago and I'm so excited to retire here. I might use the maps to say, wow, looking at my, my 50 acre property, uh, this part of the landscape has some really high value resources. So I'll conserve that and I'll put my house over on the other side of my property so that I can both enjoy where I live, but also maybe uh, do a little uh, protection of the landscape I have. Uh, and then if I'm, uh, you know, looking at expansion of agricultural or forestal districts. We might use the maps to say, here's some land that has really high value agricultural soils. So it'll be important to perhaps include that in the district, uh, make sure that we use that land for agriculture into the future because soils are where they are. Uh, we can't necessarily move them around. And so uh, their location is dependent on many hundreds of years of of biological processes and uh, physical processes. Um, the other part is just uh, say if I'm a developer and I'm looking to land my development, we recently had a case where a developer who was getting ready to do a property and, and learned about this planning effort, even though we're not done yet, said, well, could I at least use some of the maps to get started with my layout so that I can put my buildings in the places that are less um, special and maybe protect some of those areas on my property as open space when I do my development plan. So uh, it's something that can inform daily decisions and also long-range planning. And then I think to um, showcase the beauty of James City County. So as uh, we look to James City County 50 years from now, I hope people will look back and be thankful that uh, planners and citizens and community leaders uh, thought in a forward way about what is important today so we can protect it into the future. So if I'm already a property owner in James City County and I already have a house and, but I've got some, and I think you've actually already said this, if, if I have some additional property that I'm wanting to develop, how would this affect me as a property owner? Is this going to become a zoning issue or something where I'm not allowed to develop on the back 40 or what have you, or how does this work? That's a really great question. Uh, this this plan does not affect private property. You still okay. would, um, it, when I say plan, it's it's we haven't actually written the strategies or actions that go with it yet. We're still in the process of uh, gathering what's important to the community. So we've created some what I call preliminary or draft maps, uh, and then you, as a private citizen, um, you can still just you know manage your land as long as it doesn't impact any other laws like the Clean Water Act or, um, you know, you can't put something different on your land than the zoning allows. Um, but it doesn't make you do anything. It just gives you information. Uh, and so data is really powerful. Data is useful, uh, but it's, it's a tool. It's a tool to guide you in decision-making. Um, the county could, for example, decide to uh, use some of this information in future decisions, say about purchasing development rights. Um, if somebody voluntarily wants to give up some of their development rights in order to protect their land in, in perpetuity, they may voluntarily decide to sell some of those rights to the county and the county may purchase them because 
that could be a property that is providing lots of value in terms of scenic views, um, you know, buffering a park, um, or it could be in a place where we want to uh, discourage development uh, because we want to have development in another location in the county. So uh, there's a lot of different ways the information can be used, uh, but I've also found just individual citizens very excited to find out that their land has some important resources on it. But again, just to you know, close that point, private property remains private property. The cat, just because we put something on a map and tell everyone that that's a special place doesn't mean people will be coming to your, to your <laughs> farm to visit your beautiful forest. It's still your forest to, to manage and control. Okay. Well, that's very helpful. And I think that that will set some people's minds at ease for sure. Well, and something that you've said, I think is very exciting. This isn't, I mean, the comprehensive plan is also very exciting. Do not get me wrong, but that's really an update. This is at the ground floor, basically starting to identify these assets. And that's pretty exciting and a great opportunity for public input. Am I right with that? Absolutely. So we have a, a series of different maps that we've created. One looks at, uh, and I'll just say habitats. And so that looks at intact forests, it looks at good ag soils, it looks at wetlands and streams and rivers. Uh, but then, then we also have maps that look at water resources. So if you're interested in healthy water, you know, good water quality, healthy watersheds, um, you want to know where your floodplains are located, use that map. Uh, we have a map looking at agriculture. So again, those agricultural soils and agricultural and forestal districts and farmers markets. Uh, and then we have a map looking at recreation because we want to understand how these landscape support recreation, whether it's hiking or biking or bird watching. And then finally, we have what we're calling the culture and heritage map, which is a lot of different things on there. So, you know, culture and heritage can be broadly defined as stuff that's important to the community. Um, so we put the usual things on there, such as historic uh, plantations or known uh, battle sites. But uh, there may be other cultural resources that aren't in any national database. It's just something that the citizens of James City County care about. And so we're asking people uh, to let us know what else is important. We've made a run at uh, putting things on the map and we have an advisory committee appointed by the Board of Supervisors. Um, so we have representation from each of the board's districts. And so they've helped us get a good start with that. And you know, just to give you an example of the range of things that are on that map, you know, there's everything from say the the cabins that are located at Freedom Park uh, that freed slaves lived in on up to Pet uh, Your Own Llama Farm, <laughs> because that's also culturally important to people who want to, you know, get up close with agriculture so, and, and animals. So um, we want everyone to feel free to put anything on those maps. Uh, but that's what we're really looking for now is to get the community to help us. And as we move forward, how we use that information is let's say that there's a landscape that we see is biologically important. We know it likely supports a lot of native species of James City County, uh, but it also has, let's say some Native American artifacts. It's also got a beautiful view that people appreciate on a scenic drive. Uh, it, it also provides some hiking trails. So, uh, and maybe there's even some important event that happened there in the past. So all those things together might make that landscape even more important. So we're using this information that's crowdsourced, if you will, to help us understand the importance of the landscape 
and gather data that you just don't find you know, in, a, in a database. It's, it's actually in the hearts and minds of the citizens. Well, I imagine folks listening right now are thinking, oh, well, I know this special place down at the end of the block or something like that. How can they participate? How can they let you know some of these ideas that they have? I'm glad you asked that. We have an online survey and uh, we could perhaps uh, put that up into the discussion for this uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's an online survey on the county's website. So if you just uh, Google natural and cultural assets plan, you should get to the page and then you'll find uh, a little link where you can take a survey. And so those online maps allow you to just look at all the maps I mentioned that have been created so far. And then you get to a blank map where you can drop a pin, a little digital pin with your mouse. And there's, if you're wary of, you know, computer stuff and, you know, using maps online, don't worry, it's really just a mouse click and, you know, zoom around till you find that place and drop the pin and then tell us a few comments. What kind of place is that? Um, is that a place you like to bird watch or bike? Is um, the funniest one we ever got was a man said, "Me and my eight brothers were born in this place, so it's very significant." <laughs> so uh, that kind of information might not make it on the final map, uh, but we we do want people to feel free to just put down what they think is important. And then um, if you are just not wanting to use a computer or you like to do things on paper, the good old fashioned way. We also have maps displayed at the library and the recreation center. Um, so you can stop by there anytime and they're on display. And then uh, we've gone a little old school. So we give you a sticky dot. You put your dot on the map and it's numbered. And then that is a little comment card that's also numbered. And you tell us about it and drop the card in the box. So, um, you know, even you take your kids, uh, you know, let the whole family put something on the map. So. Uh, there's no limit to that, and those will be up uh, for the next three weeks. So kind of wanted to launch this on Valentine's week so mm -hmm. that you know people can kind of get that theme of love is in the air. What do you love about James City County? Put it on a map, and we'll do our best to interpret what you said. Tammy, what if I'm so excited I don't have time to do online, and I don't have time to go to one of these two other places, and I have to tell someone right now about the best place ever, what would I be able to do? Certainly. Well, we are trying to make this survey as easy and accessible as possible for people to participate. Uh, as Karen mentioned, we have the online version for people who are really comfortable with that, and the cool thing about that is, you know, you can scroll or enter in an address and zoom right to the spot uh, that is important to you. Um, and also the paper surveys at the Recreation Center and the library should be very easy for people to access. Um, but if, like you said, you're just bubbling over with information and want to get on a hotline to call us, um, certainly we as staff want to make this um, easy for you. So you can just call 757-253-6685 and a staff member will assist you in working through the survey. Great. So once you've collected all of this information, and like you've mentioned, Karen, you're probably not going to include someone's idea of this is where me and my eight brothers and sisters were born, but it's still fascinating. I would love to meet the parents of, you know, that survived eight brothers and sisters. <laughs> um, but so you've gotten all of these great ideas. What happens next? Sure. So first we're going to try to 
understand what we've got. So we're going to try to make sure we understand what is each site. And sometimes that requires a little digging. Let's say you refer to it from an old fashioned name and we can't figure out what that is. So we might need to do a little research. Uh, I've already had to purchase a few books about James City County just to look up some information and, and get a little deeper knowledge on a few things. So we'll we'll be researching those points if they're really self-evident, like the Petro and Llama Farm, then you know that'll be pretty straightforward. And then what we'll do is group them into categories. You know, so um, we'll want to look at whether the place is publicly accessible. So that's something I should have mentioned. We're not, let's say that you say that on your property are some old slave cabins. Um, we're going to be very careful about how we list things because we don't want to sort of artificially imply that just because something's on a map, everyone can go over there and look at that thing. Um, so we're going to group things together. Is this a historic artifact? Is this a um, archaeological site? If it's archaeological information, we might want to disguise that a little. Let's, let's say someone comes and tells us, I found a lot of arrowheads in this location. That's good information for us that that is an archaeological site, but we might not want to show that on a map because we don't want to encourage people to all go hunting for arrowheads. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll, we'll group things together, you know, battlefield, civil war, revolutionary war, um, just cultural site, you know, like place where there was one in another county where it was the favorite barbecue place and everyone ate barbecue there for 75 years. So that became a heritage site for that, that Southern community. So we'll, do, we'll group them together and then we will look at the landscape maps and see, okay, this area has high biological importance and really high uh, cultural importance. So we may rank that area in our final sort of evaluation of the county as high importance uh, because it contains a lot of resources, a lot of artifacts. And one of the things that one of our committee members mentioned to us who's a historian is that, you know, Things are constantly being discovered in James City County. I mean, we're all familiar across the country with all the new discoveries around Jamestown and where it was located and uh, what happened to the people there. Um, but all across the county, there are always uh, new sites being discovered, new knowledge. So over time, the county will also continue to update these heritage maps and they may then um, make another area uh, highly important because of some new discovery that's made there. So that's one of, you know, the, you could say the birthplace of colonial America. I mean, there's a lot to discover in the county and a lot that we still don't know. But these maps will be uh, living documents. They will continually updated and used to inform uh, decision making about what's important in the county. I think that's really interesting. And I'm so glad to hear that there's going to be an effort to protect the people that own the property or where that if in case let me just put it this way i'm a birder and so i know that whenever if anyone's ever heard that there's some rare bird that has been discovered at the end of someone's dock half yes. the east coast goes to try to see where that rare bird is on the end of that dock and that's not good and so it's good to hear that you all are taking that into consideration and i know one person that you have for sure on this mapping committee is Adrienne Frank, correct? She yes. is also a master naturalist and she takes all of that to heart. So I'm very glad to hear that that's represented as well. Yes, I could, I could definitely say she did her homework. She came to the, to the last meeting with a whole list of things. So um, yeah, the committee members are, it's very interesting. They are obviously very knowledgeable about the part of the county that they live in every day. 
Um, but they're also learning from each other as we go through this process about, you know, oh, I didn't know that was happening down in the southwestern corner. I didn't realize that uh, that was important to you. So it's an educational experience uh, for them as well as we move forward. Uh, and then as we get all this citizen data uh, that we'll be collecting over the next three weeks, we will all learn a lot about uh, probably some surprises in there, about things that were important to people that we just didn't realize. I also want to mention, though, for those who think, didn't we just go through this? Didn't we just do our comprehensive plan? And didn't we just tell the county about community character and special places? So I want to assure everyone that we have included that data uh, in this plan. Um, but we're just really peeking around to see if there's anything else that may have been missed. Uh, and so we might get seven people telling us that Freedom Park is a special place. That's okay. Uh, there's no problem with duplication. In fact, if we hear a lot of comments about a particular place, that might tell us that it's even more important. You know, so I do encourage people to tell their neighbors and their friends, um, you know, contribute to this project, you know, because the only way we'll know about these places is if you tell us. So will the public at some point have a chance to, after they've, after you all have compiled all of the locations, will the public have a chance to weigh in on how the county is going to use this information? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're obviously not just collecting data to collect data. We're trying to see what's important and what these cultural and natural assets really are. And then we will be working on some strategies. So we'll be coming back to the public uh, with what the strategies are to either enhance them or protect them or just to make people aware of them. Um, there could be a resource that is in great shape and it's inside a county park and it doesn't need any additional action. Uh, we just want to acknowledge that it's actually quite special, but it's already protected. So there's not no to do there. Uh, there could be another place that it seems like, wow, that might be an important place for a future conservation easement. Um, and then this other uh, resource might be something we wanna just educate people about. So we'll be developing those strategies in concert with our advisory committee, and then having another public workshop or a public, I should say a public workshop because due to COVID we're, we're trying to do this part of the crowdsourcing of information online and at the booths at the library and rec center. But we do hope to have an in-person workshop where people can uh, gather around, look at the strategies, make comments, and actually talk, talk to us and the committee one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, that will be planned for the summer uh, because we've got a lot of work to do between now and then to, to figure out what the actions and strategies are. That's, that's probably the hardest part. Absolutely, absolutely. So Tammy, where can I get more information about this project? Sure, we have constructed a website uh, that we hope will explain everything to folks, uh, whether they want to know about the general plan and the different sort of steps that we might go through, or just want to skip right over to sharing their ideas. So you can go to jamescitycountyva.gov and backslash 3856 to get you to the Natural and Cultural Assets Plan or you can go to jamescitycountyva.gov slash 3862, and that will be how you share your ideas. And as Karen mentioned earlier, certainly if you Google James City County, Virginia, and Natural and Cultural Assets Plan, that will direct you right away uh, in case these numbers are swimming in your head. 
The other thing I wanted to mention is that we do try to provide great customer service to all citizens. And so we're a resource in Building A at the James City County Government Complex. If you'd like to come in person, we can talk to you and help you through this. Or as I mentioned, you can call us at 757-253-6685. All right. So, Karen. I mentioned, oh, yes, please. I just wanted to follow on to what Ms. Rosario said. Uh, also, the meetings of the advisory committee are open to the public. And we do have a public comment period at the beginning and end of each meeting. Um, we haven't scheduled the next one yet. We want to see how much data we get back and have to sort through. Um, but uh, we can make sure that that will be on the county's calendar if people are interested in attending or observing or just coming to share their perspective in person with us. So okay, we welcome great. that. And we're also going to have a link in the show notes that people can follow as well and to go to the committee's page and all of that. So that's great. So I have to ask through this process, do you have any personal favorite spots or resource, resources that you've learned about? Well, I have to confess, I've, of course, I've been to Jamestown many times and mm -hmm. um, my husband is sort of an amateur historian who knows more colonial revolutionary and civil war history than any person I've ever met. So I've, I think I've been to every battlefield site in Virginia, uh, but I, I had not been to Freedom Park before. Uh, and so I was, I thought, I found that very inspiring and I took some really wonderful photographs there. The other thing that we did as part of this project to sort of ground truth the information our maps are telling us is to get on the ground with our digital camera and we took GPS pictures, that means point specific locations. So we now have a web map of photos from all across the county and they're so gorgeous um, that I've actually turned them into my screensavers and desktop. So Every day when I turn on my computer, I'm in James City County. And so um, we're looking forward to getting out more. And after we hear from the community about more of their special places, I'll be boots on the ground again. So if you see someone in a blue jacket with a camera, don't be alarmed. It's just me <laughs> just um, publicly, not on private property, publicly documenting that resource so that uh, we can capture this and understand So when we're looking at maps, what it really looks like on the ground and why it's so special. Well, I have to say, and I'm going to wait until the podcast is over before I go on to the survey and drop a couple of pins, but I have to say that I know a couple of places. One is in Chickahominy Riverfront Park, the bridge things. I'm not a planner. I don't know the words, but that go down into the water and there are the platforms there. We have osprey that have nests every spring on some of those. So that's a public place that people can go and look and see osprey and then york river state park has a great blue heron um, rookery that ends up being filled with great blue heron nests and i'm so excited this county and again i tend to focus on birds but there are so many different things that are out there that are publicly accessible that unless you know to look for it you would never even see it or know that it exists so i think this is such a great opportunity for the community. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to just that type of data because yeah. we don't, you know, everything hasn't been mapped and monitored. And so this is a really excellent way to get at those special things um, that we, we couldn't find in a database. Right, very good, very good. All right, so any last comments that we wanna make before we wrap up? 
I would just say that people should feel really comfortable about putting things on a map, even if you're not used to doing it. And as Ms. Rosario said, um, if you're not sure, you feel, you know, you have a comment or a question, you know, just contact the county, contact uh, planning and development and ask the question. There's also an opportunity on the comment cards to just write a comment. So, you, you know, it could be something that's not a map comment, but you just want to tell us something about a concern or a special interest. So, you know, all data are welcome. Anything from you, Tammy? Well, I just want to remind people that this survey uh, is open for the next three weeks. We're looking to close it uh, around March 7th. Uh, we want to make sure that we're gathering all the great local knowledge that is out there, whether it be on these resources that uh, we've been talking about today, or maybe uh, things that we haven't talked about, but that come to mind when you're looking at the maps. Uh, we know that James City County is a special place. People really value the community character, and that ranges from all the wonderful sorts of assets we have from uh, the great water resources, the uh, agricultural uh, resources, the uh, natural habitats, and our historic and archaeological past, and all the um, recreation and heritage resources that uh, we've come to love and, and use uh, regularly in James City County. All right. Well, thank you both so much for participating on the podcast, and thank you for your patience for doing this over Zoom, because COVID is still a thing. So one day we'll all get together, I'm sure, and discuss as the project is continuing where we're going along. So again, thank you both so much for participating. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to see all of our shows, as well as a form that you can complete, give us show ideas, comments. We would love to hear from you. So again, this survey closes out on March 7th. Please take a few moments to go and give your input on what you consider to be some of the best natural and cultural assets in James City County. Thank you so much, and we will talk with you next week.